This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Dungeons and Demogorgons, the officially unofficial podcast for Stranger Things on Netflix. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking Season 4, Episode 7, Chapter 7, The Massacre at Hawkins Lab. Uh, Aaron, I was looking for the twist. I was really hoping they had something for me, and turns out they did. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I I was thinking that middle through this episode, like, man, Jim and I were talking about, like, you know, where's the twist? What's going to happen? What's going to, like, bring this thing to a head? And I gotta say... Uh, I think it. I think it worked pretty well. I think they played all their cards face up on the table. They're even like there. There was definitely hints that you could pick up on, like when Victor was talking about his boy being sensitive and being the first to kind of detect the strange things. There was those spider jars that they found in the mansion. It was creepy, and mm-hmm. why all the spider imagery anyway? Um. The like the fact that Dustin's always right, except for maybe he's not. And, you know, his theory on what the Vecna is, is essentially head up his ass wrong. Like <laughs> he is the the main threat. Um, He's not a five star general. He's I, I think he is the he is the person that created the upside down. Like I'm starting to think that everything in the upside down are things that he is like twisted and tortured into a shape that 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 helps him like you know demogorgons might be twisted humans these bats might be and the lesser things might be the 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 rats and the dogs and the rabbits that he tortured to death um but but yeah it's possible theory crafting aside i i thought Uh that the twist was really super effective and this was a great episode this felt like a good payoff to two, maybe three episodes of setup and and the development. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I really appreciate that there was more to the L story than uh, meets the eye because it, it was shaping up to be pretty lackluster. Uh, I think this saved it, um, and I was definitely interested in seeing you know how Vecna came to be and all that stuff. Uh, th- I don't think it's like an amazing episode. There are two big questions I have is what I should say Two like Mm. massive gaping holes of why Um, the Mm. number one thing that I question why is why is Vecna showing this to Nancy? Cause she seems to be seeing all of this history of this kid. We we've had other people go through stuff similar to what Nancy's going through here and not get shown this vision. So why her? Um, And then the other big question mark (laughs) that absolutely has to happen for them to all be in the same place at the same time uh, through the, the upside down connection is why the hell do they bring these kids back to the Wheeler's house? Cause none of the Wheelers are with them. It's Dustin. It's Lucas. It's Max. Why bring them there? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's like if your kid got in trouble and the cops brought him to my house. Well, but if the the kids if the kids are gone, well, but they all so so the kids are missing. 
Is it because uh-huh. like you know you're the, the 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 so that if your kids are missing, then that would by default make you the center of the trauma, right? Yeah, but take them to the police station to question. Why? It, I, mm. I don't know. It it didn't make any They're sense to me. For clues. Why also, they like my brought them. I back guess here. Mike's house is where they did all their D and Ding, and like if you're investigating Satan, yeah. I mean, okay. I'll, I'll, I think I, I think that's. Um, I think that's about it's a valid concern, but I don't know. There might be several in-universe ex- explanations for it. But yeah, I'm sure, sure that one is weird pretty plot, right? Yeah. Like cops act a little bit strange anyway. But and, and you know, I've I'll say I think it's a huge plot hole. I don't think it makes any sense at all. But uh, they necessarily had to have them in the same place in both the Upside Down and here for this plot to work. So. I could see it with as dumb as these cops are, or at least one of these okay. cops is. I'll, I'll give you, I'll go with, I'll give you a half point on that one. What's your other big, big question? Oh, it was Nancy. Like, why are they, why is Vecna showing oh, Nancy oh. this, Im- this imagery of so him? Wait, did, did, you don't think, you don't think that. Okay. You don't, you don't think that Vecna, cause, cause there's a separate thing happen going on. There's mm-hmm. one revealing himself to 11. And then there's the Vecna revealing herself himself to Nancy, but he's only showing part of the story to both of them, right? Yeah, I mean he's explaining what. Or happened are you understanding that L. he is essentially giving the same spiel in like because that's I, I'm asking you I'm not because um, because that no, might be a valid I don't way think to Nancy interpret is it, hearing but, any of this. I think Nancy is just immersed in the vision. Um, she's not hearing the explanation from one. But mm. and and you know, Elle's getting the other side of that, right? Where she's hearing the explanation but not seeing the vision. So yeah, and I'm thinking that like they both have two halves of the puzzle. Like Elle knows that the this one guy is out there, and he was Victor Creel's kid. Um, and not and and Eleven doesn't know about any of that shit, right? She doesn't know anything about Victor Creel because she's been separated in California this whole time. Yeah, Nancy knows the Creel connection to the Vecna. But she doesn't know the his status as the, being the one and going through Hawkins' lab and all that kind of stuff. So they right. both have two halves of the puzzle that they probably need to put together a coherent strategy to defeat him. Sure. Um, but they're both separated. And Nancy might be like, how, how does she survive the Vecna attack that's undergoing right now? Yeah, I just felt that, you know, with Max having already gone through this, um, been in the same place that Nancy is. Why didn't he show this vision to Max? It just feels a little contrived to me. Is it? Is it let me ask you. Well, I'm trying to, cause I'm, I'm, uh, but I'm trying to find ways where it's not. Like, what if mm-hmm. the Vecna feels an especially close bond to Nancy because she was at the heart of his first modern attack? Like Barbara mm-hmm. going back to that that swimming pool was kind of cool because that's 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 uh, Stranger Things 101. Like that was like yeah. was that episode one? It might have been episode one. <laughs> Certainly, ep- maybe early. episode two. Yeah. Yeah, like Will Disappeared episode one. Anyway, it's it's like like foundational Stranger Things. So is it mm-hmm. possible that like the Vecna has a special affinity for her? Because she also one of the only ones has been Maybe. in the outside uh, upside down. True. Uh, She's been there before. The other thing is like Max was an uninvited was uninvited to the red realm. But it seemed like Vecna invited Nancy there. Hmm. He wasn't not expecting her to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm, know, I'm we'll hesitant to call. Yeah, I'm hesitant to call them like plot holes or whatever, just because we, sure, you know, don't don't know the 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 whole deal. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a plot hole necessarily. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll get more info on that. But other than that, I mean, th- those two things aside, 
I, I thought it was a very good episode and I definitely thought the twist was worth it. What do we th- make of Brenner's discussion of superheroes and monsters and the real world in now that we know kind of a fuller picture of what some of the things that went on in Hawkins? Is he trying to is is he building eleven up at the same and, and also excusing his own behavior at the same time? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he mm. he's saying, "Look, you might view me as a monster uh, sometime in the future, even though I'm your papa or whatever." Yeah, it's it's definitely him CYAing a little bit. I just, I don't know because it seems like there's a difference between people that choose to do things and things people that are like forced to manipulate it into them. Um, oh, for sure. And one of my big uh, big questions is we know Brenner used the children against each other like pawns on a chessboard, or at least that's one's opinion. And it seems to be bar- borne out in the things we know. Um, although, man, now I wonder. Okay, let me get my fucking first point out. Is one a pawn or maybe a bishop? Is, is one something that uh, Brenner used specifically to, um, you know, Anakin Skywalker 11, like, you know, to get, to get the stronger apprentice? It's possible. I, yeah. I mean, who knows how many strings he's pulling, how many moves ahead he's playing here. Uh, he, he's, he's playing with his own life on the board too, though, because like, this oh, is yeah. the second time we've seen Brenner survive a supernatural creature attack. Like he somehow survived the Demogorgon attack. He somehow survives this attack from one. Uh, how, how many times before that gets like too unbelievable? Well, I mean, if you if you follow the chess metaphor, every time the king takes a board, he's just as vulnerable, right? You know, like he is uh, sure, the, sure. the most important piece and commanding all the other pieces, but he can be taken at any time. Um, I guess the question is, why is Brenner doing this? Is yeah. this um, because it, it, it feels like the exploration into the other dimension was an opportunistic thing that like. L tried to uh, claw blast this guy into oblivion and. I'm going to interpret it as he ripped open a tunnel to another dimension to escape her wrath. Mm-hmm. And then that left the first portal scar that. Yeah. And that's like, it's like, do you think that he is he harnessing the, the upside down or did he create the upside down? Like Vecna or, or yeah. one or whoever, yeah. whatever we want yeah. to call him. Uh, this, uh, kid. The, the young, youngest Cre- or the, the young Creole son. Yeah. Creole um, son. I think that's up in the air. Uh, I think it could have been that the upside down existed and he, that he was just corrupted by it when he went through to it. Um, yeah. It could be that, you know, L hit him so hard. He went into another dimension or whatever and mm-hmm. then created an empire there uh, with all these fucked up things. Cause it doesn't seem to be the same type of upside down we're familiar with. Right. Um, it's more of that red clouds and lightning and uh, just just kind of an open void space almost. I wonder if that's that a he's different, like, yeah, that's like completely disconnected from the upside down. That's just like his, you know, throne realm or whatever. Or or it's a proto upside down, right? And that all of the, mm. the fucked up tentacles and monsters and stuff we know as a result of him meddling around in there. Uh that's possible too. I, I think, like I said, it's very up in the air which which came first, the chicken or the egg here, the Vecna or the egg. Do you think he can control time? 
Uh, man, that one shot of the clock moving real fast makes me think yes. And you combine that with the fact that in the upside down, it's three years ago. Um, yeah, I start to wonder cause, maybe because I was thinking like, well, OK, that's when it, it's all locked when the portals first open. But like, why mm-hmm. is it like it's literally frozen there um, and it's not. <sighs> So does the events of Stranger Things happen immediately after one gets claw blasted into another dimension? That's when Eleven goes back to the pipe he showed her. Yeah. But then what is the memory of Brenner going and be like, what did you do? Did she run off away from him then? Or is there a false memory here? Because um, I'm trying to the sequence yeah, of events. Maybe I she... guess Brenner comes to sees the bloodshed, sees uh, uh, Seven there, uh, ask her what she's did, and then she just takes off, and all the guards are incapacitated. He can't keep up with her, and she just escapes through the tunnel. Yeah, it could be. I don't know if that tracks with what we know as far um, because yeah, I guess technically that would work. Um, so the other question I have is why didn't any of one's deaths in the previous 1950s timeline, why didn't those open up uh, portals? Cause he was ignorant of the upside down, his other kills. Um, Cause he was just amassing personal power at that point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it took the power of L to actually open the portal. Right. It was L is more powerful than he is even. So it seems like it. Yeah. When she's pushed, <laughs> yeah. So maybe he never had that ability to open portals. He's got it. He does now, though. But I feel like, see, my interpretation was L was trying to kill him and he um, probably in desperation, like almost a reflex ripped open this portal to escape. Oh, Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I just think, felt like she it, hit him so hard. Yeah, he landed. It in could a different be, world. but I, I felt like with the and it gets. It's like you know when you're interpreting things in special effects, but it looked like she was dissolving right. him with light, and then he you know, retreated and escaped back. But you're, huh. you, could, the okay. other alternative, she like literally pushed him through the dimensional veil. Um, it's possible. It recontextualizes L a bit, right? Like because we always thought she opened the portal somehow accidentally, and the Demogorgon came through and everything. It might not even be her fault. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's like part of the trauma that she's carrying. Cause, cause a big part of the trauma that they've been going into is, you know, releasing one from his bonds and him going out and killing all these other kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of been her thing. I wonder why they had, uh, that's the other thing I question is like, when Brenner was collaring too, I'm like, what, why do the kids go along with this? Those four <laughs> powerful older kids could have just pretzeled those guards up at any time. Right. Like, uh, it's, it's, it'd be weird. It's, it, it'd be like if, you know, I, yeah, like you had a 50 foot monster and you're like, all right, you done, you pissed on the carpet. Go get me your shot collar. Like that's something you can do with like, like that's, that's fetch me a stick, you know, fetch yeah. me a switch. That I'm going to beat you with. That's something yeah. you can do to a small child. You can't do that to a man or woman because they'll come back with a club and beat the fuck out of you. And, and uh, I buy that Brenner could maybe have that hold over them. But these fucking guards, their man, papa, yeah. these dipshits at the end who are like, we're yeah. going to get you. You're done now or whatever. And they've got their stupid tasers. I'm like, yeah. you idiots, you accepted a job in a secret underground bunker with a bunch of superhero moody teenagers mm-hmm. who are just gonna fuck your shit up if they want to and yeah, there's nothing you can do to. about it you dumbasses like i would mm-hmm. never take that job 
No. Well, it's interesting the line about uh, that one had about no everyone here is prisoners, and it kind of resonated with me what Brenner said about the, or I guess Owen said like, oh yeah, they're you're a celebrity here. It's they've they've given up everything. I think that's literally true. I think that you sign up for this program and you're just you're you're gone. Yeah. Like you like disappeared. Um, which like how? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I got. I guess. I guess I got questions about the practical applications of how you hold people. And that mm-hmm. kind of bond in a modern society that has communicate like, you know, like one person has a change of heart, gets into an open cell phone. Are there no phone lines there? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the 80s, they might have they might have had, you know, no phone lines, offsite phones. Um, air gap the whole facility. Yep. There was there was some interesting stuff, and I can't tell if this is supposed to be because she's experiencing these memories outside of the memory and just like peering into it. But there's a lot of um, strange distinguishing things about Elle in these scenes from the other kids. Like she is wearing a hospital gown and these weird leather footy things, uh, not quite shoes for all of the scenes where the other kids are like barefoot wearing sweats. And I was I was trying to figure out what they're oh. doing with that. Are they? I think it's because she's she her residual self image is, but possibly no, she but, was wearing she was wearing gray sweats in some of those scenes too. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, I noticed it in the scene where like I, I yeah. think um, is it her little floaty suit you're talking about? Who's being punished? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, her little floaty suit. Okay. But then she's also in yeah a different outfit from the other kids. I don't know. Hmm. And that could be part of Brenner's thing where he's like singling her out, right? Just making her look different from the other kids. It could also be a clue that of like, if you really want to go back and watch this to get a a good, um, like, like grip of the timeline and also maybe what's true and what's not. Mm -hmm. Because it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Brenner's manipulating some of these, these, these memories to kind of shade them on a way that, that he wants it to be shaded. Mm-hmm. If you catch my drift here, yeah. Um, there's a lot of like really nostalgic Stranger Things here, like the kids being stuck in the upside down, using the light bright bright to communicate with the with the younger kids. Very reminiscent of Will using the um, light uh, the Christmas light blanket. Mm-hmm. Although I got it now that I've seen how this stuff works. How the fuck did Joyce ever explain to Will? Like the quilt and the orientation of the letters and all that stuff, because the, <laughs> you know, like Will was just seeing a bunch of like fireflies. He's waving as like, how would she communicate? Um, well, she could talk to him, right? So you can yeah, talk true. through he from hear. the real world to the upside down, just not the other way around. So I guess he just memorizes the locations or I guess he could write it down. Okay. That, that's that's a problem solved. But I thought the light bright was a nice little nod yeah. and homage and also just a cool way for them to to uh to communicate yeah no i like this is another uniquely 80s sort of solution here right like mm-hmm. a light bright those those mm-hmm. types of toys i i don't know if they still sell light brights but boy those things just don't really exist anymore right you'd have just have a yeah, cell I mean, phone and how do you manipulate that yeah like uh like you would you rather have a light bright that you can spend three hours making a static piece of glowing art or would you rather have a tablet and right. your finger and you can do whatever you want with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I, what'd you think of the, uh, okay. 
I liked the the beginning of uh, the kids rescuing Steve. I thought that like a lot of that was like right out of those. Have you seen those like those boys life? from the fifties illustrations of like, there's just always like a guy in a stream and he's like surrounded by piranhas or a boa constrictor or have you seen that? Like they're like, I don't think so. Paintings of adventure magazines. And there's always a guy in the cover and he's trying to wrestle a bear or something. Uh, it reminded like these kids beating these giant man eating bats off with, with oars reminded me of a twisted version of one of those. <laughs> It was um, badass, man. I, kudos to Steve, right? He's like getting choked and, and and his other friends are getting attacked. And in one smooth motion, he takes the thing off, the tail off from around his neck, holds on to mm-hmm. it, makes sure mm-hmm. this fucker can't get away and then picks it up and just bashes it on the ground. Super badass. I feel like he was uh, channeling a Kurt Russell. He's got like big Kurt bit, Russell yeah. and Escape from New York or even uh, Big Trouble Little China energy. He got yeah. the hair, everything. Uh-huh. That's uh, uh, jean jacket. Yeah. Did you notice his stomach wounds? They're gross. They're, They're pretty upside downy. Yeah. When Robin's talking about rabies, I exactly. started to get worried for Steve. I'm like, oh, I'm no. worried. I'm telling you, they're going to kill one of these kids to set up the real fucking stakes for season five. And he yeah. is high up on the board now, especially because he's still in the upside down with Nancy while she's right? like being vecnatized. Yeah, that was uh, fucking cool. The, uh, the, the like scene? the enchanted rope yeah. that, that Dustin had and and the the way the gravity worked and I thought that was and it was also jar like legitimately shocking and jarring when Nancy fell between or I guess she didn't yeah. fall between she just got hijacked by the Vecna yeah she never actually climbed that rope it it, it was really cool seeing it from different angles too like with mm-hmm. Robin they do it from one angle with Eddie they do it from another and you can kind of see what that might look like with the change in gravity yeah it was cool yeah. Uh, but super worried about Steve. Uh, man, and all signs pointing to Nancy and Steve. That's why I'm thinking like Steve's going to die because like everyone's talking about how they're perfect for each other and they should get back together. And even the even Eddie gives a classic, you know, I, I can't fucking hate you, but I respect you for your your badass and heroism. And uh, yeah. Nancy diving straight in is a sign of true love. I don't know. Seems like it's a it's a sign of true uh, maybe true love and like because uh, I could see diving in after your best friend too right you know sure. it doesn't have yeah. to be someone that you want to slam uh, it helps they were already I, slammed but yeah true true <laughs> under Barbara death circumstances it wasn't a good wasn't a good wasn't a yeah. good uh, wasn't a good night I, uh, I really like good that scene. from it yeah I, I just like Eddie apologizing to Steve for assuming he was a douche right like he he takes one look it's, at him. He's a rich kid. He's got fancy clothes and and all this hair and girls and look, man. I it took because I I was a nerd in high school. It got to it, it took me to my late nineties to get over kind of like my, my general fear and distrust of cool dudes. Sure, because sure. like it seemed axiomatic that if you like the only way to be cool and get ahead is to be a complete douchebag. It's not true, but it seems true. It's not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And Eddie, Eddie's discovered that in his last year of high school. So good for you, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And the Ozzy Osbourne reference was good. Biting Ozzy Osbourne biting the. Um, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So the Murray, let's talk about Murray and Joyce, because I thought one of the highlights of the episode was Murray practicing being Yuri. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the taxi driver scene with the gun and him <laughs> trying... And then also they did a really good job of kind of Yurifying Murray and Murifying Yuri. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just a, a quick shave of Murray and you've the got hat, a Yuri. The hat and the glasses and the scarf did, did and the coat yeah, and the did coat. a lot of, of, of Murifying Yuri. I thought that stuff was really funny. <laughs> the actual escape attempt. I, that's the thing. It's like Stranger Things is going to do these wild coincidences mm-hmm. where like Joyce and Murray are going to arrive at the Soviet camp at the exact moment where they're going to get a front row seat to Hopper doing battle with the Demogorgon. That doesn't bother me because like I, I'm kind of like, you know, Indiana yeah. jo- Jones rules like, yeah, Indiana Jones is going to half ass himself from one adventure to the next all across the globe and be exactly where he needs to be for the plot to happen because it's Indiana Jones. And what do you want to see him fumble around for six months trying to figure out how to get from <laughs> Tunisia to the German submarine base? No, fuck no. You just yeah. want to see him punch out a Nazi and come out in the next scene dripping wet. Probably clang to the thing through the entire Atlantic Ocean. Who the hell knows? Um, I didn't have a problem with it, but I do. It's one of those things where every single time the insane plan works, I realize that, oh, my God, there's still so much insanity because now mm-hmm. Hopper and Joyce and Murray are together and they're in the middle of the most dangerous prison in Russia mm-hmm. that is on high alert because shit is just going uh, like and, and even if they get out of there. They're still in the middle of communist Russia. Yeah. At the height of the Cold War. You know, like what? What? <laughs> I'm trying to think like, do any it's of the tunnel. characters they're with have a plane or something? It's a the port. One- they're they're going to have to portal through. They're going to. It's just a port. Yeah. Portaling is going. And I, I wonder if um, uh, I wonder if people are going to be down with that. Like it literally, I think everyone's going to get back together in the form of a of a, of a giant tunnel uh, or portal. Yeah, uh, the the one ace up their sleeve they have is this uh, guard Enzo, right? He's I don't know how widely the story of his betrayal has gotten out. Could he still be considered an asset to the Russians? Well, even if not, he's certainly an asset because he knows the prison and he knows the general yeah. area. So True. he's like a, like once they get out but but yeah like once they get out where the hell are they going i feel like they're going to stay in the prison because there's uh there's big portal potential there sure big portal energy. um yeah yeah like it'd actually be harder for them to get to russia back to hawkins or or nevada 
conventionally than it would yeah. just be to rip a hole through time and space. Um, yeah. And the amount of time it would take. I mean, some of our heroes are in serious peril right now. You can't really spend 36 hours, even if you could get a plane right now. Like, you can't spend all that time getting back to Hawkins, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably other... not where... I don't. Is that where you think they're going to end up, or I don't know? Maybe it. Maybe it doesn't matter if they portal. If everybody portals to the same place, but like Joyce probably wants to go back to California to be with Will and Jonathan. But I think everyone has to end because, like, ev- like they yeah. those people are on their way to L. Who? But, they, but Joyce doesn't know big that. portal energy. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Joyce doesn't know that. So Joyce I, doesn't know that, but if the big tunnel opens, a big portal opens in the bowels of the Russian prison and like Will and Mike are there sure. being like, come yeah. on, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like that's this like so the, the people in Russia, the people in Arizona and the people in Hawkins are all by sources of big gates. So they're all going to use that to get back together. It's got to get it's got to end back in Hawkins. It has sure. to. I would hope so. Hawkins is where now, and then we get a little bit more of like why the curse is around Hawkins, all because of the Creole mm-hmm. uh, uh, boy. Did you make anything of this soteria? This is the thing that that L ripped out of one's neck. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you mean by make anything of it. I understand its purpose, but what do you mean? Is there something more? Uh, so this is um, a Greek goddess. Uh, or spirit of safety and salvation, deliverance and preservation for harm. Hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting. Like, is did this thing neuter one's powers that it just allow them to track? Um, it seemed like it did both based on his explanation. So, I I mean, what, if it has any symbolism, what, she, what did he say when she prayer. ripped it out of his neck? It's like hard to believe something so small so could small. cause so many trouble problems. S- such such harm. I Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I wonder what that means. There's, I, I, and I, like I said, I looked it up and like uh, there's not a ton of information, um, but it's like that meaning of like it's uh, preservation from harm, from safety, salvation. The fact it was in this kid's neck. Uh that makes me think that there is a way uh, a mundane earthly way to defeat him or suppress his powers I wonder if Mm -hmm. um, the the, the Brenner will be able to provide that because as I predicted Hmm. last episode man does it bother you how much claw psychic claw off happens in this episode (laughs) well because you said that last episode I was looking at it going hmm that's a lot of psychic claw off like there's no variation, no fucking You're variation. Right. It's just someone with shoulder sh- in, in like a, a, a shoulder sh- feet, shoulder planted, shoulder distance apart, shoulder width mm-hmm. apart, right arm outstretched into a twisted claw, looking angry and and trickles of blood coming out of it. That's the only way you know, like if something is harder or worse hard. And then when they start screaming and lights exploding, that's when this is just Dragon Ball Z, man. There's got yeah, totally. to be a better way to psychically fight somebody. It's got to be. It's her go-to move. I, I don't know. Watch Mr. Strange or Dr. Strange. He, did, Strange. he, didn't, he, he didn't go through eight <laughs> years of strange school to be called Mr. Goddammit. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, you look at like, you look at what Marvel's doing in Doctor Strange and like uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy two. Like you can do, come on, open your imagination, guys. Sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to get a read on this dude because I don't 
understand his philosophy. Like I heard what he was saying. He's just like, this world sucks and all it is is pointless waiting to die. Yeah. But how does, how, how does exercising your superpowers change that in any way? I don't know. He's like a mid twenties user on, uh, on Twitter that just realizing, wait a second, I just get up every day, eat shit. (laughs) Yeah. breathe yeah. fuck if I'm lucky go to sleep and I do that again and again and again until I die yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we weren't f- fucking conflicted about this when we were cavemen that was a successful day but somehow there's got to be something more to just you know right? sucking down oxygen on this p- planet but yeah he's like the, the first like angsty it, internet kid in the 50s yeah just just uh, bring meaning to it yourself you know <laughs> just enjoy or, it while it lasts it's not or you, or off yourself you know that's sure. always I mean, that's if, you, if you just conclusion. if you just you know if uh, rather than enslaving a whole town and a bunch of psychic death games maybe just 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 uh just just uh yeah uh, uh, uh off yourself but uh yeah so i i never we'll understand get therapy like i don't this. know there's lots of lots of lots of uh ways to deal with that kind of angst but yeah it's uh absolutely but i guess that's the thing it's like that's a frightening thing. And maybe it's something that they're playing with is like one of the big fearsome things we uh, face in 21st century America is essentially angsty, lonely young men with a ton of power at their disposal uh, in the form of uh, a trigger finger. Sure. So like is stranger things successfully type tapping into that energy is like you know what if uh you had like godlike powers and you were that kind of like angsty everyone should die kind of person and there's nothing you could do right. to stop them it's kind of like an ultimate a, modern nightmare you know when you point that out and i think about it I, I think you're right and then my mind immediately goes to the shootings that have happened recently and goes boy it's it's an unfortunate thing that it released at this particular time but when could it have released when we wouldn't right. have had one of these shootings, right? Like, where's the gap where it's like been long enough that we haven't had a shooting that you could release something like this and not make the immediate connection? And tapping into like doing a successful horror franchise requires tapping into like contemporary fears. Like, I know I've oh, read yeah. a ton of shit on zombies that like uh, those things really got big with the fear of like communism. Sure. You know, like this this giant horde of mindless people all in lockstep coming to destroy our Western individuality and stuff. So, um, you know, they're that, that, these, these whores like vampires are essentially, uh, myth, mythologized, you know, rapists and murderers and stuff like it's, it's, it's th- something that you're afraid of, but like, what if the police couldn't stop him? What if there was no justice to be had for it? It's, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder if it works well as a, a metaphor. Cause yeah, like he is just, uh, I mean, it seems like he just needs somebody to sit down and listen to him talk and be like, it's okay, buddy. Chuck him under his chin uh, or get, get him on his right. antidepressants, uh, something along those lines. Maybe not spend as much time with the spiders. Maybe go out and <laughs> play with kids. Uh, and that's where the episode eventually gets to, right? It's the love always defeats hate. Uh, you know, we're stronger together kind of kind of thing where like L, this is very Matrix what happens with L, right? It's it's not this memory of anger and sadness that he said would drop she she could draw power from that defeats him. It's this memory of love, her birth, her mother, her uh like all this connection to other people that eventually gives her the power to overwhelm him. So it, it's very matrixy. It's very like 
Everything oh yeah. Is, all hope is lost until love. And then the super powers come back even stronger and there's nothing that can hurt them. So, yeah, we, we talked about that last episode, the fact that like Elle's going through like, uh, you know, the, the time her mother was taken away from her, the time she was bullied. But what really it almost like was that a memory of her being born? Uh huh. Like, I felt like, yeah, yeah totally. she's rushing out of like the vaginal barrel through like, you know, some kind of cosmic journey. And then she remembers her mother saying she loves her and gives her a name. And that is the thing that gave her power. Yeah. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, Hopper returning and Mike returning, that would probably supercharge all that stuff. Um, I so another question about Vecna here. Um, so we, we found out that he's one right from the lab. He's the first kid. Yep. Uh, what you said about Brenner makes a lot of sense about him being like opportunistic when he sees the portal. I think that's mm-hmm. just always his pattern, right? Because like this kid came to him out of nowhere, this troubled kid, uh, and he started studying the kid and then he realized, oh, he couldn't make the kid do what he wanted. So he's going to try and recreate the kid. This, that's a very opportunistic mm. thing. So he tattoos mm-hmm. one on him uh, and starts presumably making others. And then, you know, he or sees the just finding he knows he knows there's it. children like this. So now he's going to use the nation's resources to find these children wherever they're being born. Right. Yeah. yeah. Still very opportunistic. And then, yeah, yep. he, the portal opens and he's like, oh, well, I guess this is my next thing. Right. L's gone. I guess I'll latch onto this. All my kids are gone. Uh, definitely. The, the thing is, like when Vecna goes through uh, and they show him like falling through the sky and getting hit by lightning and his skin's all disfigured and mm-hmm. fucked up. And then they zoom into this tattoo. I, I just couldn't help but roll my eyes. Cause a, I didn't the fucking third step need that. reveal, man. Right. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you gotta make sure the drooling be. morons watching stranger <laughs> things, uh, are, are keeping up. I mean, good. Yeah. God. At that point, How at dumb that point, do I have to be, but also skin, entirely fucked up everything about it except is done for that and gone one except pristine. for the tattoo is beautifully preserved <laughs> and actually the tattoo is more uh, preserved in this scene than it is uh-huh. in his real life scenes like yeah it, probably he keeps in, it, he in, keeps getting touched up as a uh, right, as, right. as a the way to remind himself hit in just that shape and scarred it into his arm sure that you was know, laughable the other thing about <laughs> interesting about victor is and this is something only a child can do is imagine a seven-year-old peering into his parents' memories. I mean, like, that's the thing. When you're a child, you haven't really done anything wrong, right? Like, you, you can get into sure. your, your yeah. teens before you commit, like, some kind of, like, morally nebulous act, okay? Yeah. Um, It must be so easy to look into the mind of adults and see all their moral compromises, all their doubts, all their fears as a child. and Just think like, holy shit, everything Mm. in this world is darkness and just like they don't have the, you know, it's like he's like like his dad and blaming him like his dad blames himself enough. Like what probably, you know, like uh, he's getting shelled from his house. He calls in uh, artillery. He transposes a number and some civilian's house gets blown up. Terrible. It's terrible. But that's what happens in war. It's why you shouldn't go to war except as a very last resort. But a kid sees that. It's like, oh, my dad's just like fucking brutalizing babies and setting them on fire and shit like that. Um, When you're I think that's another. I I had a cookie before dinner that I wasn't supposed to have. (laughs) And that's your morally compromised scenario. Right. 
I think that's their, like a children of the corn type of situation where it's like psychic children would be an incredible threat because they would see all the things that adults do. They're pretty normal, um, but would be just kind of horrifying to 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 a child to experience, um, yeah. especially in the context of that being their father, or their mother. I thought that was kind of interesting, too, that they're um, he's he like he comes across as wretchedly naive. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if I would say that if I was watching this as a teenager. Probably not. True. Wouldn't even get that uh, thing. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, we got another show coming up next week where we can really think about and and uh, see what other people are talking about. Because I don't know. I've, I've kind of stayed off. I know that there's like a riling thread or a, a rocking thread on our Discord about it. Uh, certainly, r slash Stranger Things is going nuts. A lot of the bit portals. I haven't looked at any of that stuff. I'm curious to see if like, are we getting everything? Or is there a couple other like deep hints that we've wh- haven't seen? Um, certainly something that you can see if you've seen something super ground uh, breaking, jaw dropping, whatever, uh, you can hit us up at stranger things at baldmove.com and we'll talk about it next week. Um, what uh, else? I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the hopper stuff. We didn't really go too deep into that. Uh, we right, talked okay. more about the Joyce and, and Murray part of it, but like mm-hmm. Hopper is, you know, questioning. Uh, a lot of things about the nature of his relationships and um, and he's doing it through the context of Enzo, right? And his kid, um, mm-hmm. how this might be the last time his kid might never see him again um, and and how he's, you know, rebellious and then like kind of doubting his father and they, they have this line, maybe it's hardwired into us to reject our fathers so we can grow, move on, become something of our own. Mm. Um, I think that's I, I don't know if it's necessarily hardwired, but certainly independence is a thing that kids eventually need, right? Um, right. And I I think, you know, Hopper was struggling with that last season too, with Mike and Elle being together um, and him just wanting this shack life to continue. The, right. The waffle breakfast and all that stuff. So I think that's been on his mind for a long time. And then... Something he said in the previous episodes about like dragging Joyce back into this, you know, him being like the cause of all this suffering or whatever. Um, That scene where they're reunited, I think is so good uh, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he he's happy, but and it kind of makes all those scenes worth it. You know, they were pretty talky and they were pretty slow moving and we spent a lot of time getting there. But I think this, you know, I, I love what they do with the swelling synths and the slow-mo and them hugging and then the reaction that you can see on Hopper's face. He's he's very much got mixed feelings about this, right? Like, yes, he's super happy to be re- reunited with her, but she's in the belly of the beast here. I mean, right. he, he brought her back into this exactly like he said he always did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how they play that. You can You can just see it on his face. Yeah, and his growing determination of like, you know, maybe I'm a curse, maybe I'm not. But one thing I do know is there's a Demogorgon here and that's it's still being alive and still being around means that there's still threats to L. Maybe I can do something to help her out here. Um, yeah, I like. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought the stuff that they they did with Hopper. It's, it's tough because it's in the middle of things like it's not uh-huh. it's a joyful reunion, but like at the gates of hell and you're about to go in 
Yeah. Uh, we it, it, it'll, it'll probably be better. Of course, I don't know, man. Like uh, staring down the barrel of the epic two part finale that we're about to get in a month, mm-hmm. which promises to be fucking nuts. Um, staring down the barrel of that plus uh, the final season. Like, I just wonder how many like how many of these people are going to die. Uh, yeah, Hopper and Joyce both possible. living. Um, like how much joy are we going to get at the end of this? I, I hope it's more joy. I hope it's not a Martin bittersweet kind of thing. You know, like maybe one yeah. or two people can die early in the season, but you know, kind of let us have, I don't know. I don't know what the duffers are playing at. You know, another uh, scene that brought me a lot of joy, hmm. the simultaneous bike riding of the children. Okay. You know, yeah. like it's it was cool to see the younger Hawking kids at the age that the older Hawking kids were at the beginning of the series riding their bikes in the real world while the older kids were riding the same bikes in the upside down. And that shot of them on the exact same road, mm-hmm. unbeknownst to them, heading off in the exact same direction and the upside down and the right side up world. I thought that was that was really cool. And like, I, I guess you had a whole bunch of plot hole uh, contrivance reasons <laughs> yeah. to be mad at them being in that spot. But I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is super cool. They didn't it find is. the guns. It felt like old stranger things. Right. In a way. But you, you had a pile of bikes that you can, you can bike seven miles on the upside down, inhaling all the upside down gnats and whatever <laughs> sure. uh, along the way. And I loved seeing that Demogorgon rampage too. When Hopper's fighting it, it's dude, that's impressive. That's crazy. It eating dudes' heads with that toothy pa- uh, flutter- flower petals of it was pretty horrific. It reminded yeah. me a lot of uh, the bat people thing from uh, uh, Beastmaster. Do you remember those? We just saw that where they they wrap you up with the wings and then they just spit out a bunch of acidy bones. Ooh. Like it was like <laughs> they saw it was like as it was kind of like mauling it, like it's just flinsing the flesh off of this guy's skull like one layer at a time. Pretty yeah, pretty gross. gross. I've never seen like I do. I've never seen a Demogorgon that crazy, like like I right? guess cracked out as the. And uh, do you think that uh, Yuri's on to something? Or what? Who was it that said that uh, they're training this thing for war? Um, I don't know. That seems like a good theory because like this Demogorgon seemed as um, clinical in its efficiency in killing people. Yeah, I mean it's gonna um, fight a war. It's gonna have to get used to guns. Yeah, it seems pretty lame to just like like axes and spears are the worst it's ever going to face. <laughs> right. Um, Maybe it's like a strategic know. nuke. Maybe they're going to send it in, open up portals in certain locations, send it in behind the behind the enemy lines. And it'll be a, That's a true. special a special forces unit all to its yeah, own. You, you, you teleport that thing into the living quarters of the White House and right. it's pretty much <laughs> right. going to be all over, man. They yeah. don't they don't. Uh, although I don't know if some if anyone has up their sleeve something to take one out to be the Secret Service, but mm-hmm. what else? I think that's it. Okay, again, this is not the end of our Stranger Things coverage. We're only going to be taking a break before uh, July first. It's exactly one month away. Hmm. Uh, they're dropping the rest, and I, I hear that I think the finale episode's like two hours and twenty minutes long. The mm-hmm. other episodes, like an hour 45, they're going to be like almost three full movie length releases in two episodes of Stranger Things. So there's a lot of Stranger Things left. I'm sure yeah. those are going to be action packed. What do you think of the pacing of this episode? Because I there's a couple points where I thought this felt like two episodes deliberately stuck together. There's a couple fades to black. 
that I thought would have been pretty yeah. good, like a break where you could just do the standard kind of episode cliffhanger and back. Um, did you get, did you catch any of that too? They've been doing it all season, man. Um, it's something I haven't really noticed stranger things do in previous seasons, but this season right. they've really gone hard into this fade to black, make you think it's the end of the episode and then come back with, Maybe one scene, More. maybe three scenes, you know, yeah. uh, maybe this another one I 15 thought, minutes. Like, there was like right one at the 45, 50 minute mark. I'm like, well, shit, this could just have been two episodes. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what these mammoth episodes are in the next season. Uh, but we will be back. We will be back next week to talk about your feedback. If you send the str- stuff to Stranger Things at BaldMove.com, we'll comb through. We want to know all your Vecna, theory, Vecna theories. Uh, all your what is that Sotiria so, 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 uh, so, 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 all your Sotiria sure. theories um, what's going on the upside down is Steve going to die is he going to turn into a Demogorgon uh, what 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 the hell what the hell's what the hell's happening here he's barefoot and it'd be ironic if he stepped on a rusty nail and did get rabies <laughs> or did get like a lockjaw or something I don't know you get rabies Tennis. from rusty nails you need to check yeah, uh, you need to, yeah. you need to get, get your rabies shots in, in case you've been exposed to that kind of stuff um, is tetanus related to rabies I don't even know it's similar I don't, right? I don't think so like it, I don't think lock so jaw, it's an incurable thing I don't think I, it's because like hmm. the thing about rabies is once the symptoms start you're already fucked uh, right. I don't think, I think true that's true is lockjaw. Is it true? Like oh, once the lockjaw sets in? I thought it was like, hmm. yeah, you got to catch that early. Otherwise Most of what I know screwed. about tetanus is from childhood memories of a uh, little house in a prairie episode where they left Ma in the cabin uh, while Paul had to go oh, to town God. in the winter and she got scratched by a rusty nail and had the was going down and she, I just had this clear memory of like, you know, cause I watched a lot of little house in a prairie and this mom's kind of like my surrogate mom and her getting a kitchen knife white hot in the fireplace and cauterizing the, 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 the wound to keep it for getting lockjaw. So like that can't be how that works. It can't hey, I be. saw it on a late seventies <laughs> show about living on the prairie in a fucking cabin with wax paper windows. That's, Science, Jim. Are we sure it wasn't rabies? Was she foaming at the mouth when she cauterized she was, this tetanus she, wound? She she simultaneously got bit by the dog, and <laughs> then she tripped over a rusty nail. So there's a little bit of there's a little bit of wiggle room yeah. in your interpretation of the art, but we'll see. The, uh, those those upside down bat things they have rusty nails as teeth. So if, if you have an tetanus. opinion on what befell the mom on Little House in Her Prairie, uh, <laughs> let us know at Stranger Things at BaldMove.com. We'll see you next week with what I'm sure is going to be a fun, rollicking uh, mailbag. Until then, I'm Aaron. Adam Jim. See ya. <laughs>